This is the sermon of the AFM Impact Christian Center in Madrid. For more information, contact us on www.afmimpact.org or email us on info at afmimpact.org. We'd like to hear from you. Hallelujah. We bless His name. Thank you, Jesus. For those of you watching from home, welcome and a very, very good morning for those of you watching from home. Now, by the show of hands, you can raise your hand uh, whether you agree with the statement or not. By the show of hands, who wants to be blessed by God today, now, and forever? Who continuously wants God's blessing upon their lives? Okay, so it's the majority. Those of you at home, just put a hand signal up there so that we can see when we watch later online. Now, did you know, now most of you would have watched the news and who follows the news or, or you would have seen it on um, social media, would have seen what's going on at this point in time in Afghanistan. Right? You've seen that. But did you know that the church, that there is a church in Afghanistan um, though it's a Muslim country, there's a, a Christian church, people that belong to the body of Christ in Afghanistan, and that they are, well, though they live in poverty in Afghanistan, they are also blessed by God. Did you know that? That God's blessing rests upon the church, upon the body of Christ in Afghanistan, though they don't drive fancy cars and do all these fancy things and have the ability to go to restaurants, God's blessing is still on them because they still belong to the body of Christ. They still are part of the church. And at the end of uh, today's message, we are going to pray for the church in Afghanistan who are being persecuted at this, this very point in time. Now listen to this. According to Open Doors, Open Doors is a ministry that ministers to the persecuted church in the world. And so they've got a watch list on their website that, that shows you from uh, the... Uh, which, which countries are the most persecuted to the least persecuted around the world and their, their information are quite accurate because they are quite involved in this. Now listen to this. Now according to Open Doors, according to their website, Afghanistan remains the second highest persecuted countries in the world. And so all Christians in Afghanistan are extremely vulnerable to persecution. In other words, if they don't take you to a court of law to test to see if you, are, if you are a Christian. If your neighbor says doesn't like you and says that person there is a Christian, the police will come for you or the, the Afghan military, uh, that Taliban group, and they would kill you and your family and everyone and make an example of you for being a Christian. Now, um, ISIS and the Taliban to continue to have a strong, violent presence in Afghanistan with the Taliban controlling the large regions. Again, this is according to Open Doors. These areas are particu particularly oppressive, but there is no safe way to express any form of Christian faith in the country. So, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you and they... And they say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. And so Jesus is talking here. 
And Jesus was discussing and saying to these people and giving, it was the Sermon on the Mount. And see, we was talking through them to a lot of things. And he also knew that because of his namesake, the people will be persecuted. People will die. All these things will happen. And so Jesus says, blessed are they when, for, when they persecute you for righteousness sake. Now, lesson number one. The first thing we can tell people who's going through a hard time or what we can pray for or what we can remind people of is this, that they are blessed because they are persecuted. I'm going to go a bit deeper in this. They are blessed because... Now, now, now this takes away the argument that just because I have a lot of things doesn't mean that I'm blessed. Because even the people in the poorest of the poorest countries who is born again believers, God calls them blessed. So even if I would go there or you would go there, you would still be blessed. Even if though I would lose everything that I had before in my life and known, I would still remain blessed because nothing can take away God's blessing upon the life of the believer. When God says you are blessed, you are blessed. These blessed ones are persecuted for righteousness sake and for Jesus' sake. Not for their own stupidity or, fasc- or, 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 or fanaticism. So, so, so what does Jesus' name stand for? Let's ask that question. Because they are blessed for Jesus' name. Jesus' name stands for righteousness. Stands for peace. Stands for joy amongst opposition. It stands for purity. It stands for holiness. It stands for, for, for things that are right in God's eyes, which is frowned upon in the eyes of the world. So when the world looks at us, these values that we as Christians hold dear, they frown upon it because that means we are, we are people of integrity. We are people that behave ourselves. We are people that says no sex before marriage. We will wait until we are married. We are people that says we want to live a holy and pure life which is pleasing towards God. And the world looks at us and they frown. And that is why they persecute the Christians because it's not in line with the world. Because remember, God said, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. What is the pattern of this world? It's everything that is in contradiction to God's word. And so he says, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. How do you renew your mind? Through the word of God. That's how you renew your mind. And so he talks about having a complete mind shift and doing things different. The world does not like that. The world does not appreciate that. The world doesn't understand that. And so the only thing the world can do in order to break the church of Christ down is spread rumors, which is not false. And in some countries, people die because of holiness, the way they walk and the way they talk. The character traits described in the Beatitudes are not valued by our modern culture. They don't recognize or give awards to the most pure in heart or the most pure in spirit. Though our culture doesn't think much of these character traits, they describe the character of the citizens of the kingdom of God. The character of the citizens of the kingdom of God is in line with the character of the king of the kingdom, which is Jesus Christ. So the king adds an eighth beatitude, says someone, and that a double one for those who, because of their loyalty, endures suffering. And so we, God brings the, the, the persecuted church, the persecuted Christian to a place where you're going to choose. You're either going to choose to please the world 
or please Christ. And my prayer today is for whoever listens to me, whether it's online or in person, that you make the right choice today. That you choose the right, that you make the right decision today and choose Christ so that you can remain and be blessed. Blessing is not a feeling. Blessing is not something I see. Blessing comes from God and He decides how it manifests in your life. Sometimes it manifests physically. Sometimes it manifests spiritually. But as long as God says that I am blessed, I am blessed no matter how it manifests in my life. Second lesson or encouragement we can, we can, we can give to, to, to people who's going through this is this lesson number two. Even if they say all kinds of things against you, even if they accuse the Afghanistan people, Afghanistan Christians of all kinds of things, the Bible still says, blessed are you when they revile, in other words, when they lie about you and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you. To, uh, and accuse you falsely for my sake. So Jesus brings insults and spoken malice into the sphere of persecution. We cannot limit our idea of persecution only to physical opposition or torture. In Matthew chapter 5 verse 10, Jesus says they, they are persecuted for righteousness sake. In, in, in verse 11, they are persecuted for the sake of Jesus. This shows that Jesus expected that their righteous lives would be lived after his example and honoring to him. So whenever we live in holiness, whenever we walk in holiness, whenever we repent from sin and walk away from things that, 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 that bring something between me and my relationship with God, there's only one person that gets glorified through this. It's Jesus Christ. So your whole life, the way, you, the way you carry yourself, the way you walk, the way you talk, the way you do business, the way you address your spouse, the way you address your parents, the way you, address, uh, your, you carry yourself at school, at university, wherever you are, when it is done in, 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 in the way Jesus wants you to do it, God will get the glory out of this. And you haven't even said a word yet, but you've already been preaching. <laughs> You've already been pointing people to Jesus Christ, but you haven't even said a word. You ever figured that some, realize that sometimes people, people say, you know, uh, there's something different about this person or that person, especially worldly people. And then all of a sudden the dirty jokes stop when you walk into the room. And all of a sudden the, 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 the wrong things, they, they almost keep quiet. No, 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 this person is a Christian. You can't do that. Because somewhere, somewhere, how God's Spirit convicted those people that there's another spirit in here coming with you and they need to have respect. So these spirits that operate with them subdue and move back and say, hey, there's a superior spirit walking in here. And it's most likely Christ's Spirit walking in there. And that's where the respect comes from. That's where people realize there's something different about this person. I can tell you now some many times, many years ago when I was still in high school, we used to, we used to um, uh, a few friends of, of mine, we used to wake up in the mornings at 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, and then we would pray, and then 6 o'clock we would wake up again just for an hour, and then we would wake up again and, and go to school. And I could tell you that, that, that even in high school I experienced when you walk into some classes, you, you just experience God's glory. 
in the class. There's such a presence, this tangible presence. Yes, we go about our daily things and do things in school and focus on work, etc., etc. But there is just a lightness that walks with you. There's a, you, you experience there's another person that walks with you in classes. And then you, 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 you become brave for that mathematics problem because maths was never my strong thing. So I needed to pray, ask God to get me through this thing. And then you become brave and you tackle these things. And then this subject and that subject and everything that used to be. even God even subdues the bullies in school after we prayed for them. I can tell you now, a lot of these guys that used to be bullies in school, when we prayed for them, they are now saved and walking with Christ. Because of God's glory. And even in the modern adult world, we get bullies, people who bully one another at your work, etc. If you bring that person before God, God will get glory out of that person's life. And so they are blessed because they are persecuted and spread lies. Now, now, now the Christians back in the day, they said all kinds of evil things in the, for, in the, for Christ's sake. And they accused the Christians of cannibalism. They told them because of the, the deliberate misinterpretation of the practice of the Lord's Supper, they said, no, remember Jesus said, you must eat my flesh and drink my blood. And so they said, no, the Christians are cannibals. <laughs> they, they accused them of, 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 of immorality because of the deliberate misinterpretation of the love feast in their private meetings. Now their private meetings was so that they don't get persecuted. Now those that want to persecute them says they are doing this and this and this in there. They, 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 they accused them of revolutionary fanaticism because they believed that Jesus re, would return and bring an a, apocalyptic end to history. Now we as Christians, we believe that Jesus will come and the world will come to an end. And so they used that to falsely accuse Christians. They, they, they said Christians love splitting up families because when one marriage partner or a parent become a Christian, there was often a change and division in the family. And that's, these are all the things Christians are being uh, accused of. They, are being accused of. they were being accused of treason, saying because they would not honor the Roman gods and participate in emperor worship. And so even in Afghanistan, these are all things that are still relevant of how Christians are being lied about and being persecuted because of all based on lies. Because number one, people don't want them to be Christians. Number two, people love to spread lies about them so that they can kill them. And persecute them. The final lesson we learn when we look at the situation of the church in Afghanistan is this that Jesus instructs, he commands the Christians. He says, when these things happen, <laughs> when these things happen, when people spread lies about you because you're a Christian, when other people of other faiths spreads lies about the way you live, even if your own people, by the way you live and about the way you conduct yourself and you conduct business, which you know is in line with the word of God, when they spread lies about you and, and want to persecute you for Jesus Christ's name's sake, Jesus says, rejoice and be glad. When someone bullies you because of your faith, whether it's at school or university or at your workplace, Jesus says, rejoice and be glad. In some translations, Jesus even says, do not be surprised when these things happen to you. 
that you that these things happen to you because of my name's sake he says rejoice and be glad now if you reach a point in your life where you are not yet rejoicing and are glad because of persecution and all these things happening in your way go into your prayer closet and say lord i will not let you go until you turn the sorrow into joy in my life in the name of jesus We could literally translate this phrase as, as to leap for joy. Remember when your soccer team wins? I see it a lot on Facebook. People, people leap for joy when their soccer team wins. I see it in their statuses, what they comment. And I can just imagine in that household when they scored that winning goal or when that, that, that end whistle blew, people leap for joy because their soccer team won. We saw, for those of you who watched the Olympic Games, um, when, 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 when they crossed that finish line and, and you represented your country, a lot of these athletes, they leap for joy. Christ is commanding you this morning that when you go, when you become persecuted for your faith and for His name's sake, don't let it turn into sorrow, but leap for joy because you are doing something right. You are living right. There is something about you that is not in line with this world and this world don't appreciate it and that's why they resist you during this time. Leap for joy. When you don't get that business deal because they wanted you to, to be corrupt, leap for joy that God protected you. If, 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 if something happens at school and you get bullied because of your faith, leap for joy. Because you are doing something right. You are swimming against the stream. It didn't call us to go with the stream. It didn't call us to conform to this world. It didn't call us to be the same as this world. He called us to transform this world. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Because the persecuted will have great reward in heaven. That's a promise. Not on earth. The persecuted will have a great reward in heaven. The Afghan people will have a great reward in heaven. You might have lost business deals and all these things in, in this life and time because you refuse to be corrupt, because you walk in your integrity. Remember, there's a great reward waiting for you in heaven. He says he's going away to prepare a room, to prepare a house which has many rooms, to prepare a mansion which is as many rooms. So there's a great reward waiting for you in heaven if you walk on in holiness here on earth there's a great reward because you are being persecuted and because the persecuted are in good company the prophets before them also in bruce a bible commentator said a strong word from the uh, from to leap much signifying irrepressible demonstrative gladness it is the joy of the alpine climber standing on top of the snow-clad mountain Saying, I've made it. I have arrived. Something is happening. Um, another person says, he, uh, Trap, uh, it's another Bible commentator. He named some strong men who did in fact rejoice and were exceedingly glad when persecuted. George Roper came to the stake leaping for joy. The stake, these are all people, martyrs. So the, a stake is a, where they put you on the, uh, they, they put the wood around you and they put you on top of the wood, tie you to a pole and they burn you because of your faith in Jesus Christ. And so George Roper came to the stake. Listen to what he says. Leaping for joy and hugged the stake. Um, he was to be burned it like a friend. So he hugged it. 
Dr. Taylor, another person who was martyred for Christ, leaped and danced a little as he came to his execution, saying, when asked how he was, well, God be praised, good Master Chev, he responded, never better, for now I am almost home. I'm even at my father's house. These are people who are going to die. These are people who are going to get burned. Another person, Lawrence Saunders, said, with a smiling face, embraced the stake of his execution and kissed it and saying, Welcome the cross of Christ. Welcome everlasting life. Yet the world persecutes these good people because the values and the character expressed in these beatitudes are so opposite to the world's manner of thinking. Our persecution may not be much compared to others, but if no one speaks evil of you, are these beatitudes a trait of your life? Are these things, are we really living what Jesus says we need to live? I want to conclude this finally from um, 1 Peter. Now 1 Peter, the book of Peter, the first book of Peter was written also to Christians who was being persecuted. And um, he wrote them an encouraging letter, but I want to quote the part from chapter 4, verses 12 to 19. He says the following. He says, dear friends, do not be surprised, because Christians will as well lie to you. They were killed in all these things by the Romans. Do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you, as though something strange is happening to you. He says, don't be surprised. As if something strange is happening to you. It's nothing strange. It's, it's a lifestyle. It's part of your life. He says, verse 13, But rejoice in as much as you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when His glory is revealed. If you are insulted because of the name of Christ, you are blessed, for the spirit of glory rests upon you. If you are insulted, whether you are a teenager, whether you are a young child, whether you are an old person, when you are insulted for Christ's sake, the name, the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of glory is resting upon you. If you suffer, it should not be as a murderer or thief or any kind of criminal or even as a meddler. However, if you suffer as a Christian, do not be ashamed but praise God that you bear that name. <laughs> praise God you bear that name. For it is time for judgment to begin with God's household. And if it begins with us, what will the outcome be for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if, it's, and if it is hard for the righteous to be saved, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? Verse 19, so then, those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. Commit yourself to your creator and continue to do, to do good. Submerge yourself. The more persecution comes your way, submerge yourself. Remember, it is God that gave you the idea to start the business. And it is God that will give you the clients and the customers to sustain your business. 
it is God that will give you the right friends. Don't worry about being alone in life, whether it's in school or wherever. God will give you the right friends that would sustain you with your walk with God. You don't have to conform to, 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 to what the kids are doing at school or at university or wherever in order to have friends and not be alone. God will supply in your need according to His riches in glory. But you need to trust. You need to submerge yourself in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's pray together. And then Jamel and them will, um, will sing a song. And then I'll give over to Auntie Mabel. And we'll really intercede this morning for the, for the, for the nation of for the church of Afghanistan and for the nation of Afghanistan. So those of you who want to stand with me prophetically saying, I'm going to submerge myself fully in the Lord, whether persecution comes or not, or however, I'm going to live for the Lord. Let's stand together and let's pray to the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray as we've learned about persecution in your church and how we should respond. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that we would be glad that you would give us the, that your presence would let us leap for joy, that your spirit would let us leap for joy when persecution comes our way, when, 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 we, are being, um, when we are being held back because of our faith by other people. Lord, may we leap for joy because our circumstances cannot dictate our joy but our joy comes from you and you alone and father we pray and we ask forgiveness and we repent from the times that we that we conform to the pattern of this world from the times where we refuse to stand out as a sore finger uh, saying that i will not do this or i will not do this for the times when we conform to the pattern and it ended us ended us up being sinful towards you father we we repent we confess but we ask for forgiveness and for the boldness to walk away from this so that we can live a life that is glorified by your name so that we can live a life that is honored by you so that we can live a life where we continuously have our, your spirit upon us Lord in the name of Jesus Lord I pray that your Holy Spirit would move amongst your people come and touch us anew so that we can be people of faith, people of boldness, who's not afraid of what the world may throw at us. But whatever the world may throw at us, because of your name, we would leap for joy. In Jesus' name we pray. We bless your name. And the church said, Amen.